Hello and welcome back to the Bible Podcast. Today is August 12th, and we're reading through the book of Isaiah. Today we're reading chapters 58 through 62. Let's begin. Isaiah chapter 58. Shout with the voice of a trumpet blast. Shout aloud, don't be timid. Tell my people Israel of their sins. Yet they act so pious. They come to the temple every day and seem delighted to learn all about me. They act like a righteous nation that would never abandon the laws of its God. They ask me to take action on their behalf, pretending they want to be near me. We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? We have been very hard on ourselves, and you don't even notice it. I will tell you why I respond. It's because you are fasting to please yourselves. Even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. You humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance, bowing your heads like reeds, bending in the wind. You dress in burlap and cover yourselves with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please the Lord? No. This is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from relatives who need your help. Then your salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward, and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then, when you call, the Lord will answer, Yes, I am here, he will quickly reply. Remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness, and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. The Lord will guide you continually giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities. Then you will be known as a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interests on that day, but enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it with delight as the Lord's holy day. Honor the Sabbath in everything you do on that day, and don't follow your own desires or talk idly. Then the Lord will be your delight. I will give you great honor and satisfy you with the inheritance I promised to your ancestor Jacob. I, the Lord, have spoken. 59. Listen, the Lord's arm is not too weak to save you, nor is his ear too deaf to hear you call. It's your sins that have cut you off from God. Because of your sins, he has turned away and will not listen anymore. Your hands are the hands of murderers, and your fingers are filthy with sin. Your lips are full of lies, and your mouth spews corruption. No one cares about being fair and honest. The people's lawsuits are based on lies. They conceive evil deeds and then give birth to sin. They hatch deadly snakes and weave spiders' webs. Whoever falls into their webs will die, and there's danger even in getting near them. Their webs can't be made into clothing, and nothing they do is productive. All their activity is filled with sin. 
and violence is their trademark. Their feet run to do evil and they rush to commit murder. They think only about sinning. Misery and destruction always follow them. They don't know where to find peace or what it means to be just and good. They have mapped out crooked roads and no one who follows them knows a moment's peace. So there is no justice among us and we know nothing about right living. We look for light but find only darkness. We look for bright skies but walk in gloom. We grope like the blind along a wall, feeling our way like people without eyes. Even at brightest noontime, we stumble as though it were dark. Among the living, we are like the dead. We growl like hungry bears. We moan like mournful doves. We look for justice, but it never comes. We look for rescue, but it is far away from us. For our sins are piled up before God and testify against us. Yes, we know what sinners we are. We know we have rebelled and have denied the Lord. We have turned our backs on our God. We know how unfair and oppressive we have been, carefully planning our deceitful lies. Our courts oppose the righteous, and justice is nowhere to be found. Truth stumbles in the streets, and honesty has been outlawed. Yes, truth is gone, and anyone who renounces evil is attacked. The Lord looked and was displeased to find there was no justice. He was amazed to see that no one intervened to help the oppressed. So he himself stepped in to save them with his strong arm, and his justice sustained him. He put on righteousness as his body armor and placed the helmet of salvation on his head. He clothed himself with a robe of vengeance and wrapped himself in a cloak of divine passion. He will repay his enemies for their evil deeds. His fury will fall on his foes. He will pay them back even to the ends of the earth. In the West, people will respect the name of the Lord. In the East, they will glorify him, for he will come like a raging flood tide driven by the breath of the Lord. The Redeemer will come to Jerusalem to buy back those in Israel who have turned from their sins, says the Lord. And this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit will not leave them, and neither will these words I have given you. They will be on your lips and on the lips of your children and your children's children forever. I, the Lord, have spoken. Chapter 60 Arise, Jerusalem, let your light shine for all to see, for the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. Darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. All nations will come to your light, mighty kings will come to see your radiance. Look and see, for everyone is coming home. Your sons are coming from distant lands, your little daughters will be carried home. Your eyes will shine and your heart will thrill with joy. For merchants from around the world will come to you. They will bring you the wealth of many lands. Vast caravans of camels will converge on you, the camels of Midian and Ephah. The people of Sheba will bring gold and frankincense and will come worshiping the Lord. The flocks of Kedar will be given to you, and the rams of Nebaioth will be brought for my altars. I will accept their offerings, and I will make my temple glorious. And what do I see flying like clouds to Israel, like doves to their nests? They are ships from the ends of the earth, from lands that trust in me. 
led by the great ships of Tarshish, they are bringing the people of Israel home from far away, carrying their silver and gold. They will honor the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for He has filled you with splendor. Foreigners will come to rebuild your towns, and their kings will serve you. For though I have destroyed you in my anger, I will now have mercy on you through my grace. Your gates will stay open day and night to receive the wealth of many lands. The kings of the world will be led as captives in a victory procession, for the nations that refuse to serve you will be destroyed. The glory of Lebanon will be yours, the forests of cypress, fir, and pine, to beautify my sanctuary. My temple will be glorious. The descendants of your tormentors will come and bow before you. Those who despised you will kiss your feet. They will call you the city of the Lord and Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Though you were once despised and hated, with no one traveling through you, I will make you beautiful forever, a joy to all generations. Powerful kings and mighty nations will satisfy your every need, as though you were a child nursing at the breasts of a queen. You will know at last that I, the Lord, am your Savior and your Redeemer. The Mighty One of Israel, I will exchange your bronze for gold, your iron for silver, your wood for bronze, and your stones for iron. I will make peace your leader and righteousness your ruler. Violence will disappear from your land. The desolation and destruction of war will end. Salvation will surround you like city walls, and praise will be on the lips of all who enter there. No longer will you need the sun to shine by day, nor the moon to give its light by night, for the Lord your God will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Your sun will never set, your moon will never go down. For the Lord will be your everlasting light. Your days of mourning will come to an end. All your people will be righteous. They will possess their land forever, for I will plant them there with my own hands in order to bring myself glory. The smallest family will become a thousand people, and the tiniest group will become a mighty nation. At the right time, I, the Lord, will make it happen. Chapter 61 The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted, and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come, and with it the day of God's anger against their enemies. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. They will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing cities destroyed long, long ago. They will revive them, though they have been deserted for many generations. Foreigners will be your servants. They will feed your flocks and plow your fields and tend your vineyards. You will be called priests of the Lord, ministers of our God. You will feed on the treasures of the nations and boast in their riches. Instead of shame and dishonor, you will enjoy a double portion of honor. You will possess a double portion of prosperity in your land, and everlasting joy will be yours. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully reward my people for their suffering and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be recognized and honored among nations. 
everyone will realize that they are a people the Lord has blessed. I am overwhelmed with joy in the Lord my God, for he has dressed me with the clothing of salvation and draped me in a robe of righteousness. I am like a bridegroom in his wedding suit or a bride with her jewels. The sovereign Lord will show his justice to the nations of the world. Everyone will praise him. His righteousness will be like a garden in early spring, with plants springing up everywhere. Chapter 62 Because I love Zion, I will not keep still. Because my heart yearns for Jerusalem, I cannot remain silent. I will not stop praying for her until her righteousness shines like the dawn, and her salvation blazes like a burning torch. The nations will see your righteousness. World leaders will be blinded by your glory, and you will be given a new name by the Lord's own mouth. The Lord will hold you in his hand for all to see, a splendid crown in the hand of God. Never again will you be called the forsaken city or the desolate land. Your new name will be the city of God's delight and the bride of God, for the Lord delights in you and will claim you as his bride. Your children will commit themselves to you, O Jerusalem, just as a young man commits himself to his bride. Then God will rejoice over you as a bridegroom rejoices over his bride. O Jerusalem, I have posted watchmen on your walls. They will pray day and night continually. Take no rest, all you who pray to the Lord. Give the Lord no rest until he completes his work, until he makes Jerusalem the pride of the earth. The Lord has sworn to Jerusalem by his own strength. I will never again hand you over to your enemies. Never again will foreign warriors come and take away your grain and new wine. You raise the grain and you will eat it, praising the Lord. Within the courtyards of the temple, you yourselves will drink the wine you have pressed. Go out through the gates, prepare the highway for my people to return, smooth out the road, pull out the boulders, raise a flag for all the nations to see. The Lord has sent this message to every land. Tell the people of Israel, look, your Savior is coming. See, he brings his reward with him as he comes. They will be called the holy people and the people redeemed by the Lord. And Jerusalem will be known as the desirable place and the city no longer forsaken. Salvation involves all aspects of existence. The word salvation occurs in the book of Isaiah together with righteousness to signify a harmonious order where injustice, disgrace, and mourning are absent. Isaiah's name means Yahweh is salvation. He calls on people to turn away from their many false saviors to the only true savior and protector. The good news in Isaiah is that the Lord is coming to restore his people. Babylon will fall and the anguish and humiliation of the exiles will end. Chapters 1 through 39 anticipate this message, while chapters 40 through 66 clearly describe it. The history of redemption comes in three stages. First, God restored Israel from exile. Second, Jesus Christ came bringing the good news of salvation through his death and resurrection. Finally, Jesus will return to inaugurate his everlasting kingdom. When David first conquered the city of Jerusalem, he captured the fortress of Zion and named it the city of David. 
Later, when Solomon built the temple in Jerusalem, the site was poetically called Mount Zion. In Isaiah, Zion is a theological name for Jerusalem, the city of God. Zion symbolizes God's presence and protection for his people, their resilience and victory against enemies, and the resulting peace. Zion is a place of security, tranquility, and rest. In essence, Zion is wherever God and his people are. Zion proclaims the good news that God comes to redeem his people and bring them back to his presence. The citizens of Zion are all washed, purified, and holy. Zion also has a moral dimension. Because the Lord is already present among his people, they must live according to his ways. Chief characteristics of the Lord's city are trust, justice, righteousness, and commitment. The Lord does not tolerate impurity, uncleanness, idolatry, injustice, or unrighteousness. All of Zion's citizens must live by God's revelation. Disobedience is subject to judgment. Only those who repent can be citizens of Zion. God's people are the objects of his salvation and purification, and he is committed to being present with them. Emmanuel, God is with us. In many Christian hymns, Zion is used to refer to the ultimate kingdom of God. Looking back in recent history, film pioneer Cecil B. DeMille was born on this day in 1881. He was a film showman extraordinaire. He was known for lavish screen spectacles. He produced more than 70 major films, which were noted more for their large scale than for subtle artistry. DeMille produced one of the earliest four real films, first used indoor lighting on an actor and was the first to publicize the names of his stars. He also started the practice of sneak previews. One of his best known films is the spectacular Ten Commandments, first made in 1923 and then remade in 1956. DeMille was awarded an Oscar in 1953. He died on January 21, 1969. Israel's religious life was like one of DeMille's movie productions, a lavish spectacle. They fasted only to impress God and others and then wondered why God was ignoring them. The purpose of fasting was to seek to know God in a deeper experience. It was to be a time of confession and when God's people sought a deeper walk with Him. Isaiah points out that this was not the reason for their fasting in his day. He calls the arrogant religious performers back to real faith, saying that God would bless them if they would only forsake the show and do his will. Unfortunately, these arrogant leaders ignored the prophet. Looking out, just because people appear religious doesn't mean they are. Isaiah said the rebellious people talked a good game of faith, but failed to live up to God's expectations. Faith means doing what God wants, not what we want. The people fasted and prayed, but their religious exercises were just to cover up their selfish pursuits. Fasting must not be an attempt to hold God hostage. Isaiah said the people fasted only to let their voices be heard on high, expecting to get whatever they wanted. Faith is not only reaching out to God, but reaching out in love to those who need help. Isaiah said the fast God wants is for his people to become healers of the hurting. 
In helping others, we help ourselves. God promises that those who reach out to heal the hurting will be greatly blessed by God. As we give, He gives back to us. Looking up, Lord, help me to be a healer and helper of humanity, loving those you gave your life to save. Always remind me that faith is what I do, not merely what I say. Be doers of the word, not just hearers only, deceiving yourselves. All right, saints, looking forward to being with you tomorrow as we wrap up the book of Isaiah. We'll be covering chapters 63 through 66.